Okay. All right. Um, so it feels weird to go into things without yelling. I don't know how to do it. Ah! Ah! Okay. I got to get it out. <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'm just going to rip off Jeff Stormer. Okay. Okay. Tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe future. My name is Brian. You can find I use he him pronouns. You can find me on the internet for right now uh, at uh, Roomware Pod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter for right now uh, at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my New Year's baby of a co-host, August. Wow, really? <laughs> We're going with that. Hello, I'm August. You can find me on the internet at Harpydora. My pronouns are they, them, and I am refusing. I refuse. That is not what type of co-host I am. I refuse. <laughs> All right. There's no cartoon news except for the the uh, the news of a cartoon man uh, getting so fucking owned by a teenager that he goes to jail. So that was sweet this week. Um, August, what cartoons have you watched this week outside of Minecraft? <laughs> um, we watched... Um, like episodes uh, two, three, and I think maybe four of Wednesday. Okay. Um, and I'm still not sure if we're actually supposed to be like, okay, this is weird because I can't tell if I'm supposed to be looking at you or the phone because I always look at the mic. <laughs> 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 this is awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell if the narrative wants me to actually be rooting for Wednesday and thinks that Wednesday is, is really great for being as shitty as she is or if I'm supposed to be laughing at Wednesday for being shitty and getting her comeuppance every once in a while. Um, but eh, it's cute. Okay. Uh, Danielle, what cartoons have you been watching? Uh, a lot of WoW cinematics. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just in WoW or independently on YouTube? No, in WoW. Okay. Uh, because that's, I, I, I haven't done anything except play WoW for like the last month. Okay, good. Well done. <laughs> Mary, what cartoons have you been watching? Um, I watched the Gummy Bears. No. I mean, that is a cartoon. And I've been watching Call the Midwife. That's not as exciting as the Gummy Bears, I think. What's called the Midwife? Oh, that's that, that show. that show. It's that show mm-hmm. that's set like in the 1950s, early 1960s in London-ish. And uh, they're in midwives and they deliver babies to poor people. Like not they do. poor people. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 deliver, poor they take them up like, like <laughs> DoorDash for babies. <laughs> Yeah, baby. They deliver the poor mothers of their babies and then give them back to them. Yes, Okay, good. Okay. Good. Uh, Shannon, what cartoons have you been watching? (laughs) The ones where I apparently correct people's grammar. Um, No, um, I, I I have watched some of the new Willow on Disney Plus, which I think that... The How first much more have we have you watched past the first two episodes? The, the first three, okay. four episodes, and I like it based on that. It's 
it's not written like the original. It's not like a nostalgia piece. There's nostalgia bits in it, but it's more like written YA. And there's canon queer main characters. Did the writing even out? Um, like, you know how, like, they were, like, floating between, like, more naturalistic modern writing and, like, Willow of the 1980s? Uh, I, I, I didn't feel like that was the issue that you felt like it was. Okay, fair enough. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Andrew, what cartoons have you been watching? Uh, no cartoons, but I have, I mainlined all of Wednesday on Netflix. Okay. Counterpoint to August. Do, do you feel like you should root for our, for Wednesday? Oh, uh, it was a good, it was a good show. I like Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Anya, what cartoons have you been watching? I have to walk around Arrow. Uh, no cartoons. I've just, been just Minecraft YouTube. No, I've okay. been watching uh, Advent Calendar unboxings on YouTube. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> That's pretty solid. So, I, so niche. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, I guess I'm going to kick this to past Brian to do the rest of this episode. Thanks, future Brian. Uh, <laughs> so um, this week we are covering episodes eight. Nope. Sure. Eleven, twelve and thirteen. No. Um, Okay, well, we'll cover some other episodes, I guess, if you want, August. No, a little bit is trying to get on my desk. <laughs> no, I heard the I heard the kabong. Yeah, as he <laughs> bumped my microphone. Which I'm sure you're going to leave in. August, I have weird news for you. What's that? We have two more recording sessions and then we are done with Steven Universe. What? Yeah. Fortunately, I've already started talking to Lou about the new logo. <laughs> the only time stop. I've ever been on top of this. A little bit stop. Ow! So. But that is, uh, that is an absolutely wild... Wild. Like, by the end of... No, by the end of January, we will be done with Steven Universe... Oh my god. Um and boy howdy does this show like I so uh I don't know if you saw me post in the Discord last night, but I just uh continued watching the rest of the series again last night since this is the third time I've done this since we started doing future. Jesus. Um it's bit. just very once you hit the back half, it's very compelling because it just kind of starts flowing one into the other. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this week we have episodes 11, 12 and 13 in dreams, bismuth, casual and together forever. I Up first is episode. <laughs> <laughs> Little Stop. just put him on the mic. Just put a little bit on the mic. <laughs> He's rubbing up on the mic, the mic arm already. Point he the microphone be... at him. Let's get little bit's opinion. Okay, hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could you hear him rubbing up on the microphone? I did. I could hear that. Yeah, this is going to be hell to edit. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. Nah, it's fine. I told you to do it. I'll figure it out. Anyways, up first is episode 11, In Dreams. This one came out on March 6, 2020. Um, written by... Etienne... Uh, Etienne Gunard? Gunard? I don't and know about Maya the last name, but get, yeah, uh, sorry. Etienne, I know. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> um, Stephen's dreams start broadcasting on his television. That's it. <laughs> That's the official synopsis. Could be worse. Hmm. The episode starts with Steven walking to the house at night, uh, coming in from the beach. There's music and lights coming from the house. Uh, as he approaches, he's like, oh, my God, the fucking war is over. And finally, I get to party. But then the door disappears and then the house disappears and then Steven falls into a void. And then he wakes up and he comments that he's been having a series of, quote unquote, horrible dreams um, from downstairs. He hears uh, Peridot calling for him and he goes down and they're uh, Peridot is here and they're both extremely excited to watch the reboot of Camp Pining Hearts, which I don't think it's explicitly said, but seems to be Stephen taped it while he was asleep. I'm going to guess because uh, it's crucial to the plot moving forward. <laughs> um, so they start to watch Camp Pining Hearts, the, the reboot. They're extremely excited, but then they're extremely unexcited because apparently it sucks shit. It sucks so much shit. Fuck Rodrigo. Um and um, at the end, it seems as though like a part of Steven's dream got caught on the VHS tape. Um, and Steven's like, oh, man, my powers must be manifesting weird. And Peridot, uh, ever the the optimist, goes, Steven, this means that we can reboot the reboot by recording your dreams. We're going to make you fucking lucid dream a new show for us to watch. <laughs> Um, and so they do, they start, they sit down and they start kind of like writing out a, a, uh, reboot for Camp Pining Hearts, uh, basically adding in a new character named Stefan, who is, uh, super cool and rugged and very muscly and basically just Steven's, uh, OC, OC self-insert. Um, the, the, the basic idea is that Stefan... It doesn't matter, frankly. The plot of the <laughs> the camp finding cards thing doesn't matter. I'm not even gonna bother explaining it. Some 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 shit happens. Anyways, Steven sits down to um go to bed. Uh, he eats a big bowl of chili so he can have the most vis vivid dreams. And inside the um the ca the camp finding cards dream, they set up an elaborate scheme where Stefan is going to help this guy hook up with some chick. Uh, while they are canoeing to where this chick is. Um, Steven and Stefan and Rodrigo are talking, but shit starts getting progressively weirder, um, as the diamonds begin to show up and, um, and things just get absolutely wild until Steven finally wakes up. Um, the, then, uh, they, da, 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 da. Uh, Steve, oh, also, Stephen goes pink while he's while he's doing that. Um, 
Steven, uh, it doesn't quite work out, so they try to do it again. And basically every time the dream gets progressively, like, weirder and it shows, like, things Steven has anxiety over. The gems, the diamonds, the world ending, dog copter, um... It's all not going great. So the next morning, uh, Peridot puts a big stack of papers down on the table and she's like, hey, I think we know I know what's up. We wrote a script, but you're dreaming. It's a visual medium. So I storyboarded everything out. So this way you can get a mental picture of it. And as he's going through there, um, he realizes that Peridot has rewritten the story to where the the handsome and self selfless uh, Stefan is, in fact, trying to hook up with Jasmine. Um, and Peridot's like, yeah, it's got to have conflict. Like, that's what we're, 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 um, that's what we're going for here. And Steven's like, no, I don't want that to happen because this is my self insert. And he's like a good, perfect boy. And Peridot's like, okay, it feels like you're a little too attached to this, Steven. I'm going to go ahead and head, like, we've probably wasted a lot of time on this anyways. I'm going to head on back to Little Homeworld. And Steven, uh, who cannot accept the, any form of loss whatsoever um it caves and is like no 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 we can go through with it um as they are going through the dream uh, shit just fucking pops all the way off in this dream uh stefan goes to kiss jasmine but it turns into connie then connie turns into like a giant obsidian um she tries to step on steven uh, but he wakes up then, um, but turns out that he's not fully awake. He's still, we have inception to Steven universe. He goes to talk to Peridot and her face is just like test bars. Um, then, uh, we're back at the party scene from the beginning of the thing. And Steven is confronting Peridot, um, in front of the things being like, we've always, um, when he encounters her, the windows doors fade again and begins to tell her how he, he, uh, he just wanted to hang out with her. Um, but she has no eyes and face and he's like, we always used to fix stuff together and we always had something to fix and now we don't have anything to fix. And I just want to spend time with you, but we, you know, I don't know how we can do that now. Um, Steven wakes up from this dream, basically paradox, like shaking on weight and be like, Hey, listen, I saw everything we don't have to do this anymore. Like if we just want to hang out, buddy, we can hang out. Like you're my friend. I love you. Let's just do this. And Steven's like, can we just watch this show? Even though it sucks shit. And Peridot's like, yeah, we can watch this show if it sucks shit. And so they watch the show and they make fun of it. Um, and they both have a, a great time, a star wipe the end. How yep. is Peridot the only person who is who has reacted to Steven's trauma correctly in this entire show so far? I don't know. <laughs> Especially considering, well, I mean, you know, off-screen character growth and things like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's been like two years. Yeah. And I also, mean, the, the, thing, the thing is, it's not that Peridot, Peridot's not acting out of character by any stretch during this episode either, you know? No. no. Yeah. It's just, well, maybe maybe being with Lapis has increased her emotional awareness because she's mm -hmm. definitely not had emotional awareness in the past, but, you know, yeah. things change. 
True. I mean, I guess also Steven was being way more honest with Dream Peridot that then got saw by real Peridot than he what he has been in like his waking life. Yeah. Too. That's very true. That is 100% true. Um God, the the beginning dream sequence uh with fucking Cookie Cat. We haven't seen mm-hmm. Cookie Cat since like episode 1. <laughs> and now it's the end of the show and Cookie Cat's out here telling Steven that his family left him behind. We've been trying to tell him this whole this whole time, 2 years. Yeah. <laughs> Steven's just not listening to us. No. Um, the, so, so Camp Pining Hearts is like, obviously Degrassi. Oh, yeah. Um, so what is this Camp Pining Hearts reboot? Is that like Degrassi? Isn't there like a Degrassi, the new generation? Is this like a yeah. joke about that? I That's what I assumed. Which one is Drake from? I don't know. I never watched Degrassi. Yeah, me either. I don't I think just, we're close enough to Canada. It, it's not that we're not close enough to Canada. It's uh, because it got syndicated. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say it was on Nickelodeon for a while. Let's check Wikipedia. Yeah, when did it premiere? Because it may have been after I abandoned cable as a concept let's see 2001 okay drake was on the normal one by the way (laughs) it just popped up immediately like drake i guess is like the biggest star obviously they came out of degrassi there so even though he was not the lead he's the ariana ariana grande of degrassi Jesus. What? Nothing. <laughs> that sentence? Did I hurt you with it somehow? Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it got syndicated on cable, I think. Okay. Because um, I know it was in my orbit. I think I was just like... You said it was in 2001? Yeah. Yeah, I think I but might But we've probably been- gotten syndicated after that, probably closer to 2003, if I had to guess. Yeah, so I may have been just, like, at the cusp of being interested in it, so. Yeah. Yeah, probably same. I also just didn't watch a lot of live-action Nickelodeon anything. Yeah, that's fair. By the time I was, like, investing myself in live-action shit, like, I was watching, like, reruns of ER and Buffy the Vampire Slayer on TNT. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So for some reason, listener who didn't who who's probably not grown up with cable in their life, uh, judging by who listens to our show, <laughs> um, TNT, for whatever reason, directly after school would run like two episodes of ER and then two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or some at one point in time, it switched from one bu- episode of Buffy and then an episode of Angel. And this is how I watched the entirety of ER and also Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> God. See, when I got home from school, I watched uh, Dark Shadows on the Sci-Fi Channel. 
which was bad. I shouldn't have done that. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know why I was invested in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because, like, that show was designed for... Like, I like that show, you know? Yeah. Um, I just don't know why I was super fucking into ER. Like, I know tons... Of, like, I know way too much about the show ER. Watched... Like, like, when I say I've watched every episode, I mean I've literally watched every episode of ER. There's, like, a guy who was so bad in ER, he was, like, a department head of surgery. And, like, at one point in time, they cut his arm off with a helicopter. Um, and then he continued to be a surgeon. And then also, later, he a helicopter fell off of the, like, helipad and onto him. <laughs> that is how he died. Jesus. Well, I mean, George Clooney was on ER. Yeah, it's true. Anyways, this show... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, um, the cinema, like the, the art direction in this episode is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, especially like the the end sequence in front of the test bars and everything is just like scary as fuck. Yeah, it's it's a really good, very unsettling mood that they've set. Mm hmm. Like in the light, like the way they do the lights, every it just looks really, really fucking good. Um, I do love Stephen and Stephen and Peridot like team is very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, did you think that when we started Stephen Universe Future, we would get the Stephen Universe self insert character? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, but I'm not surprised because Stephen, like, this is, Stephen has a long history of, like, being deeply invested in media and, you know, the the having of OCs, you know, self-insert OCs is, is not uncommon among people who engage with fandom the way Stephen does, so... I'm not at all surprised, although I I spent a good portion of this episode being like, Steven, just write fan fiction like the rest of us. Come on. Um, although I think. Cool. I can't log into Twitter. Oh, no. Like oh, at all? Still or just on my phone? Hey, listener, I'm going to leave this in so you can real time like it like because um, I've never logged out of Twitter on my computer and I went to go check Twitter for something and I'm still logged in on my phone. But it won't let me. Um, it won't let me log in like it won't even let me enter in my username. Up oh, there it goes. This website is working extremely good. Anyways. Yeah. Nope. It won't let me log. Like, it's not giving me like a, you can't log in. It's just erroring out every time I try to log in. Cool. Good. Sweet. Love that. If you like our show, come join us on Discord. The link is in the description <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, because Twitter, Twitter is a fuck. Truly. <sighs> Anyways, sorry. 
Um, so, but yeah, like they are such a fun, fun combo. And I like, I like Steven's like, ins- like this is definitely the evolution of the kid who dressed up like a bird uh, in the main series to uh, my hunky, the, the hunky, more muscly version of me, OC. Yeah, like that is that is 100 percent the pipeline of fan fiction. Like they do, they do such. They've been doing such a good job in future of being like, this is literally the same kid, but this is what happens when that kid becomes like sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. or seventeen. He's somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I think I think it's sixteen because I think he finished the main series at fourteen. Yeah, I think maybe we're starting like I think maybe future starts at 16 and then maybe he's 17 probably by the end of it, because like a number of months pass during like it's it's clear that like a significant amount of time passes through over the course of future. Yeah. Um, but uh, also that means Connie is only a year younger than him and she's got to be getting close to 16 if she's already prepping for college and that in the way that she's currently prepping for college. Because I feel like even at 15, Connie's not doing like the doing that level of cramming to get into college early, you know. Also seems like like it also seems to be implying that Connie is going to be going to college very soon. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I also can believe that Connie Mahesh Warren uh, will go to college at like 17 or even 16. Yeah, that's that was the impression I got um, was that she was intending to do like early admissions. Yeah. I don't know. It really feels like this show should be Steven and Connie are closer to 18, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they're portraying them, they don't feel like 15 and 16 years old. They feel like they're closer to 17, 18, you know? Yeah. Um. But also that may be like we wanted to write the characters at this age. Um, but the like a show about literal literal voting age adults doesn't play for kids Mm. yeah so so anyways i love how we're we're on a a theme of steven's private thoughts get aired out publicly like Mm -hmm. without his uh input or consent like that's great Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, I guess in this one, Philly's less bad than with Cactus, Steven. Yeah, but, I mean, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, because it's not like he has any particular control over the dreams, necessarily. Like, he he starts out dreaming fairly lucidly, but by the time it goes off the rails, he's just got nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just like raw fear. Yeah. Um. I like uh, the the extremely high number of Easter eggs they paint into the the background of the camp finding hearts scenes going absolutely off the rails. Mm hmm. 
my favorite uh my favorite scene going off the rails was when uh he was kayak excuse me stefan was kayaking uh with the gems and they grew uh propellers and flew away like dog copter that was just <laughs> that was peak visual comedy right there i really liked blue diamond fish blue diamond fish was very good too <laughs> Not gonna lie, Blue Diamond Fish was very good too. Um, also, we get Spinell mentioned as making making sure that the movie is in fact canon. Yeah, I mean, she shows up in a later episode, anyways. Like, it's not like it, they were ignoring her. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it did feel like it wasn't necessarily a canon uh, a canon movie. Um, so it's nice to know that it is canon and Spinell does show up. Mm -hmm. Even though I have incredibly mixed feelings about, like, just her arc in general. Um... I, what I will say is that there seems to be a significant amount of time difference between not just the end of the series, the movie, and then future, but between the movie and future as well. Because we learned that, like, th things have changed significantly with Spinell and the Diamonds. Okay. Uh, when we go to see them. Not between, the, the, not the relationship between Spinell and the Diamonds, but, like... That the diamonds and Spinel have both have have all uh, gone through some changes, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Okay. Um, I it, the 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 end of this episode is also extremely. I feel like um, the end of this episode is extremely like, like. Well, like, it's just extreme. Like, this is just a re really well written episode that doesn't like th that, you know, from an analysis standpoint, isn't trying like Steven Universe Future is really moving out of the mode of like teaching lessons and more of just like it is now a character drama about Steven. And like with the thing being like, you should be more open with your friends about your emotions. <laughs> Talk yeah. to people. Talk to people about things is all Steven Universe Future is trying to say. Yeah. But like Paradox so sweet and nice at the end of this episode. <laughs> like. It's very good to see, like, again, I mean, we're checking in with our characters. We're seeing how they've grown and like, you know, Paradox has grown. She is like a person who like now it, it does a better job at like seeing the the you know, the emotional states of others and being able to empathize and stuff like that. Mm hmm Yeah. Okay. All right, well, it's time to make this shit gayer and fuck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> August Let's over there this. chomping at the bit. Loki, I can feel the energy of like, I just want to move on to bismuth casual. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I can feel you, it. I can feel it coming off of you through the microphone. You know who I am as a person. Mm hmm. 
Episode 12, Bismuth Casual, also came out on March 6th, 2020, written by Lamar Abrams and Mickey Brewster. Official synopsis, Pearl invites Bismuth to the roller rink for a lesson on how to forge human relationships. No. <laughs> I mean, that happens in the episode, but that is not what the episode is about. Yeah. The episode picks up with the uh, with Bismuth, Pearl, Connie, and Stephen all in the Dondi. They are listening to music um, on their way to the Sky- Skylight Roller Rink. On their way there, um, they also listen to like a song that Connie really likes, and then also a commercial that Pearl really likes, just going on full mom vibes. And also there's a number of scenes in this just alone in the first like 30 seconds of this episode where I was shouting gay at my television. I, in fact, recorded a <laughs> selfie video of me in front of many of these scenes going gay like <laughs> last night, but it is too dark to see. So I didn't send it to August. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, once they are at the roller rink, Bismuth um, is really enamored by the roller, like the the actual act of roller skating. And Pearl takes Bismuth over to meet some of her human friends. I don't remember any of their fucking names. Not even a little bit. But they're just some human people that Pearl knows. And Pearl gives Bismuth some advice. uh, And toilet paper being like, humans love this stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, Meanwhile, Stephen and Connie are getting ready to go. Um, Stephen has never skated before uh, in his life. And um, they bump into a couple of Connie's friends from cram school. Um, Stephen tries to be a normal human and fails in this interaction. Uh, seeing that Stephen is floundering, Connie changes the subject and gets everyone out to go skate with her, but Stephen is struggling to even just stand up. Connie offers Stephen some help for, uh, to help him skate, but he denies it and says he'll catch up with her. Just go hang out with your friends. Go, go, go have a good time, says Stephen. I'm totally fine. I'm not having any kind of issues. Um, Bismuth immediately is a uh, fucking phenomenal at skating. She's so good at it. Uh, the compl- the the humans are like, "You're so fucking cool, Bismuth." And Pearl is like, "You're uh, when you're uh, when humans love to exchange phone numbers." I don't think Pearl still understands how they work. Um, then she goes away to make more human friends by handing out toilet paper like a weirdo. Um, Steven uh, makes a successful lap, sort of, of the rink. Uh, Connie stops for a bit to check in on Steven, asks if he just wants to hang out. Like, she doesn't have to skate. He just She just wants to hang. Steven's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you're, you're studying all the time. Go, go have fun with your friends. Um, Steven um, keeps insisting that she goes skating. And get, just give him a moment. He'll be okay. Bismuth stops by and is like, hey, Steven, what the fuck is up with you? And Steven's like, Bismuth, I don't think I know how to fucking talk to human beings uh, anymore. And Bismuth is like, huh, weird. Well, here's some toilet paper. Uh, and he's like, I feel like I'm drifting away from Connie. Like, you know, uh, back when we had the same fight to fight, it was so much easier because we had this thing in common. But like as we've gotten older and we, you know, things have become peaceful, we don't know. It, it's hard for me to figure out how to be how to do this relationship without like uh, the struggle happening um 
And he's like, I don't even know if she's my best friend anymore. And Bismuth is like, hey, listen here, motherfucker. Uh, Connie wanted to come here with you. She wants to hang out with you and you need to go hang out with her. And also during this conversation, Stephen's like, well, why did you come here, Bismuth? And Bismuth is very clearly has a crush on Pearl and says some very nice things about Pearl. Um, and uh, but after the pep talk, Stephen's like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to Connie. Bismuth's like, fuck, yes, you are. And she just like throws his ass out onto the fucking roller rink. And Stephen is uh, triumphant for about 14 seconds before just face planting. Uh, Connie comes over to check on him. Um, and Steven kind of like blurts things out. He's like, I feel like we're going apart. Like I, I miss you basically. Like I, I, I feel like we're drifting apart and Connie is like, uh, she comes up with a great plan. Um, as the, as sour cream announces that they're going to, I guess, crown the best skater of the night or something. Uh, Connie and Steven fuse into Stevani. Um, and, uh, do like a, a a skate dance routine to this to the song that Connie really likes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Bismuth and Pearl are canoodling. Um, they obviously win because Stevani is the best at everything, and they get to pick the next song. Uh, and so uh, Stephen and Connie pick that uh, Cam's Camshafts jingle that Pearl loves so much. Uh, everybody is, uh, very cute and coupled up, uh, star wipe the end. Oh boy. Yeah. You would think that they couldn't make an episode gayer than the gay wedding, but goddamn if they just did. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many, like, very intimate shots of Pearl touching Bismuth that are, like, very clearly made by, by some queers. <laughs> Yeah, like Pearl just casually undressing Bismuth, mm -hmm. just undoing undoing her buttons like mm -hmm. it's nothing. Like Jesus Christ, Pearl. But the thing that the like Pearl finished her character development by the end of the season, so she spent two years uh, getting game. Yeah, well, <laughs> she. She she didn't spend two years getting game. She had it because remember, uh, remember all those phone numbers that oh, she that's had true. Yeah. in the main realizing series? her level of game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do. I do really enjoy the the Pearl Bismuth interactions, though, just in general, because it's it was very clear during the main series that they were close. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, or they had been close during the war. Um, right. So it's it's nice to see that familiarity still carries through. It is. Yeah, it's really, really nice. And like, they're just like, they're like, the thing I really appreciate is that like, Bismuth is not opining for. It, this is it decidedly feels like this is not like an old flame that bismuth has been carrying it's like bismuth is now like very attracted to this like new confident energy that pearl has you know like mm -hmm. is now like is very you know into this kind of self-actualized version of pearl yeah which is very nice like pearl finally is gonna get her a fucking good girlfriend <laughs> yeah and it's like 
it's like uh, when we first met Bismuth. Um, like she and she and Pearl, you know, she was like, "Whose Pearl is this?" And Pearl was mm-hmm. like, "Nobody's." But now it's like, you know, at at that point, it's still she was still Rose's Pearl at the end of the day. But she's not; she's her own person now. Right. And like, I mean, and also it's the shift that like, I don't think Bismuth was thinking about like relationship things while fighting the war. Like, no. And when she first came back, she was in war mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because for her, the war had just happened like five minutes ago. Right. And then even after that, there was the wedding and then uh, the diamonds are fucking here. Like, Yeah. So it's, like, also partly Bismuth, like, being able to, like, come to realizations about her own self. And, like, Bismuth transitioning into peacetime way better than almost all, like, than Steven, for sure. Like. Yeah. Um. But, yes, they are, they're just, they're very cute. Um. Pearl, very oblivious, still, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Although I love the 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 fact that Pearl gets hung up on uh, the uh, Cam's camshaft jingle is absolutely sickeningly cute. It's true. It's, Pearl Pearl has continues to have the biggest mom energy of any character in the show. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Although uh, I, it made me think of Demolition Man. It's like you know. The, the radio stations being mostly uh, commercial jingles. It's like uh, just uh, very entertaining to me. I'm not sure that that was a reference that they were intending to make, but it did put <laughs> me in mind of that. Um, one of the humans that's that, that Pearl, like the three humans that Pearl introduces Bismuth to, the one with the blue hair, mm. is very obviously wearing a Bad Brains t-shirt. I just wanted to point that out. I am unfamiliar. Bad Brains is like a, an influential punk band from like the late 70s, early 80s in the DC scene that like spawned what would become like the DC's like branch of hardcore and then thus like creating emo and post hardcore and so on and so forth. Ah, OK. God, the fucking toilet paper, too. Just. I can't, especially when Pearl was like, sometimes it's used for vandalism as if it's the most scandalous thing ever to toilet paper somebody's house or car or whatever. (laughs) God, Um, apparently this can't hold me song. Real song by an artist named Emily King. cool yeah um steven like the show is doing a really great job of like the like what happens in this next episode the like this show has done a very great job of setting up why steven does what he does in the next episode 
Yes. Oh, God. And, like, it just... Oof. Like, because, like, this is great. Like, them becoming Stevani. Also, it's very funny that Stevani doesn't talk in this episode because Amy Caro is probably actively, like, uh, recording lines to be, like, for She-Ra <laughs> while this mm-hmm. is going on. Mm-hmm. That's the real reason why why Connie can't accept the proposal. <laughs> it's true. We can't afford Amy anymore. Or probably, they can probably still afford Amy, but they can't, uh... She doesn't have the availability right this moment. Yeah. Um, God, uh, Stephen being unable to talk to to humans is such a fucking mood. Right? Like, when you're too traumatized to talk to normies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The... Oh, go on, sorry. Love to say things that seem completely normal and have the the other person I'm talking to be like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just, also, it really, oh, go on, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No worries. I was just going to say, also, Steven is me on roller skates. Like, that's exactly what happens to me on roller skates. It doesn't matter how much I try to practice, so. Yeah, I can't use the quad skates. I can, I, I can like, sh- muddle through with roller blades. Um, no, I mean, doesn't... not anymore. My my knees are too bad to roller blade. <laughs> um, yeah. But... We're fucking old. August, fuck this shit. I know somebody who's older than me who skates regularly, like, you know, and she has a great time doing it, but I don't... Goddamn witchcraft. Yeah, I I don't have a good enough sense of balance for it. Like, I had a ear infection when I was uh, a baby, and that, like, can fuck with your sense of balance, so... Oh, shit, I also had ear infections when I was a baby. Maybe that's what... Yeah. Secretly, August and I are somehow the same person. <laughs> anyway, um, I kept talking over you. Oh, no worries. I was just saying, like, it just really feels like... The, like... It, it very much feels like the train is picking up speed, and this is our palate cleanser before it fucking, like, barrels through a barricade and off the fucking cliff. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Um this is this is part of the the idyllic train ride. Um mm-hmm. uh, we're we're going through the countryside. It's very very lovely. We don't see the the bridge out warning ahead of us. Um <clears throat> Meanwhile, the conductor is <laughs> just throwing fucking throwing shit into the boiler. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the skate sequence for Stevani is, they are just wilding off. They're like, we're just going to do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, it is, it's really good. Like, I just, the the anime, like, at no point in time does the animation ever, like, dip on Steven Universe, I feel like. But, like, action quote-unquote action scenes they really like go extremely well yeah yeah 
Oh my god. August, I didn't realize this. The bathrooms uh, in the background of the episode, they all have the like, like, um, like the, the, the sort of like that weird, you know, that like pointy gender neutral symbol. Let me send it to you. I can't describe. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. I'm I'm coming up with nothing. That symbol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You can't go to that bathroom if you're cis. No. Well, luckily, I don't think anyone in Steve, the world of Steven Universe is, so. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no straights, no cisses in Steven Universe. Um. Also, this episode is very coy- Right up until the next episode, this episode is still pretty coy as as if are Steven and Connie actually still dating or what the fuck is going on? Because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. keep referring to him as friends, but she like kisses him in the movie, like on the cheek, but, you know, still kisses him. And they just keep referring to friends. I'm like, you could just say she's his girlfriend. I don't know why they're so avoidant of this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, being friends and like being in, I know it's different things, right? I don't know that Steven knows that he's Connie's boyfriend. I feel like by next episode, he's very aware of it. I don't know. I feel I... (sighs) I feel like he was proposing platonic marriage, not because I think, okay, I'm not arguing that Steven, you know, Steven and Connie uh, shouldn't be dating. It's just Steven was, uh, I don't know, as somebody who's who's like been oblivious to my own feelings and, and things like that. I just I get heavy vibes of of Steven just not knowing exactly how he feels and it's just like he leaps to the conclusion of the proposal in part because like his model for marriage is ruby and sapphire and you know they're encouraging him to do the thing i don't know i don't think I think they're definitely dating. I just don't know if Steven knows that he's Connie's boyfriend. I mean, not even necessarily through any, any fault of Connie's. I mean, I certainly think like, I think it like, I don't think it's the Steven doesn't think that he's Connie's boyfriend. I think it's just the writers not wanting to say the fucking word. Mm. And it feels weird. (laughs) I don't know. It feels very queer to me. Like, yeah, the I keep thinking back to, you know, Anya, like being like, hey, we should cuddle sometime. And then me going to my my best friend and being like, oh, hey, I think I have a platonic cuddle buddy. Meanwhile, you know, Anya's been hitting on me for like a year and a half at that point. So, you know, it just. It feels like a quintessential queer experience for them to not necessarily 
understand that they're dating. Yeah. I mean, and maybe they're just not like, uh, like very term. It just it really, to me, it just really strikes as like the like. There's no plausible deniability. Yeah. Like they're still trying the writers. I can see what you mean about like the writers trying to, to have plausible deniability about the exact nature of Connie and Steven's relationship. Yeah. But at the same when time, in the neck, like when on the storyboard, <laughs> when on the plot details, right. Steven proposes marriage and we become one person forever. Like Garnet, the person whom we have seen get like married, you know, is on the story mm-hmm. thing. Just say the fucking words like <laughs> now, given I don't know if necessarily like the idea was that was supposed to be the next episode right after this one when they, you know, when they wrote it or what have you. But like it was obviously on the goddamn timeline in the writer's yeah. room. Yeah. And it just like it's like That's let fair. the like stop referring to friends like give Steven some like it doesn't it. I feel like it partially breaks the relatability to me that he's like. He's worried that his girlfriend is drifting away from him, not just his best friend. Like, those are two legitimate concerns, but he's not going about them in the way that you talk, like, you deal with your best friend drifting away from you. He's going about it in the way that you feel when your, like, significant other is drifting away from you. Mm-hmm. Because that is what is happening. <laughs> Like, you don't want to go, you're not going to get married and go to college with your best friend. <laughs> you're not going to fuse into one person, uh, one person who does, who has it, who looks like the same age. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I guess like Stevani was like 19 or something like that when they were fused together as two 14 year olds, basically. Yeah. Not like a 27-year-old. Stevani is as old as... However old fucking Kevin is, that's how old Stevani is, basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyways. This episode's so gay, though. It's the gayest fucking episode. It's... In a show... It's so gay. In a show that has a lot of really gay moments. Like, it's just like, what really pushes it over the edge is like the extremely intimate touches between bismuth and and, and pearl Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i just i really i just cannot say how much i like the relaxed very much like i like pearl being pearl like it really like it feels like bismuth being like it now feels like i'm actually seeing pearl you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh, it's very nice they're very cute and also pearl continues to have a very much a type yeah (laughs) and that type is big (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, also, Bismuth ha- with her hair up, uh, like the, this hairdo. I mean, it's not radically different from Bismuth's regular hairdo, but it looks really good. It does. It does. Like Bismuth's whole design for this episode looks really good. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, let's move on to the next episode. Since we kind of already have anyway. (laughs) Yep, episode 13. It's episode 13. (laughs) Oh, boy. Together Forever came out March 13th, uh, 2020. Written by... uh, uh, What was Etienne... 
Etienne. Etienne. Uh, Guillard and uh, Maya Peterson. Official synopsis. Connie has a very clear vision of her future and Stephen wants to make sure he's part of it. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not, I can't complain about that. The episode opens with Stephen and Connie. They're FaceTiming on the phone. Um, Connie is making future plans to go to the University of Jayhawk, and she's currently doing that kind of like study for like an hour, have a 15-minute break or some shit like that sort of system. Um, uh, after they get off the phone, Stephen uh, is looking at this brochure for the University of Jayhawk and noticing how far away the college is from uh, Beach City. Stephen turns pink over it. Uh, Stephen heads downstairs where he notices Garnet is about to leave. And when he asks for some advice, she suggests he sh- she suggests that he reach uh, out uh, later and that uh, and then she unfuses because uh, Sapphire and Ruby both have other stuff that they need to do. Um Sapphire goes off to her, like, I guess, divination future seeing class. And Ruby's like, all right, walk and talk with me, big guy. Um, Ruby is doing some kind of scouts program um, with little Larimar, uh, one of the quartzes and Onion. Um, They are trying to sketch nature. It doesn't matter, but I didn't need to mention that Onion is in this episode. He's also taking classes at Little Homeworld. Onion is a gym confirmed. Uh... Uh, he asks Ruby, um, he, sorry, Stephen talks to her about his future. He laments that Connie knows what she wants to do with her future, but he has no fucking clue what to do with himself. He hints that, uh, basically he talks about when there's Stevani, he has an extremely clear, like it feel he feels so confident and like, like he has a very clear direction, but he doesn't feel like that when he's on his own. Uh, he, he states that he wants to be with Connie, like the same way that Ruby and Sapphire stay together until he comes to the presumption that Connie is the answer to his future. Uh, an ecstatic Ruby is like, Steven, you've got to fucking do this. Go marry Connie. Um, he's like, I don't know. Do you, do you think I'm ready? Um, Ruby is like, listen, if you're having second thoughts, go fucking talk to Sapphire. She can see the future. Uh, so Steven runs into Sapphire's class. She, I guess, predicted that he was going to be there. Um, Sapphire is teaching the gems to see like to about alternate timelines on the beach. And he's like, hey, do you think I should pro- propose to, to Connie? And Sapphire's like, all right, let's do some math. And then she does some extremely bullshit math that is immediately, like, wiped away by the ocean. Stephen's like, oh, no, the ocean. And Sapphire's like, Stephen, don't you get it? Love, uh, I couldn't see me and uh, Ruby becoming Garnet. It's because love is this huge X factor. You should follow your heart. Stephen's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to propose to Connie. So he goes and he gets a kick-ass cake and he gets a bouquet and he puts on a blazer with a shirt and everything. And him and Lion, they show up and they pick up... um, uh, they pick up Connie uh, to go for a walk while she's on one of her study breaks. Um, they talk about the first time that they met back in Bubble Buddies. Um, and Stephen has laid out this extremely romantic and cute uh, picnic. He sings a, a song called I'd Rather Be Me With You, um, explaining basically that he wants to be with Connie uh, forever. Connie is... Uh, very touched by the song until Steven hits the knee and Connie's face <laughs> turns into a look. It says shock in this synopsis, but it is abject horror as she realizes what is about to happen. And Steven proposes and Connie's like, no, no, fuck no. 
We're really young, and Steven is understandably very upset. And he's like, is that a no? And Connie goes, no, it's a not now. Um, and Steven's like, I don't know, like, but if we're going to spend our lives together, why don't we just go ahead and commit to it? And um, before Connie can really answer that question, her alarm goes off. And she's like, no, f- fuck studying. This is more important. Steven, Steven does a transition that I am uh, way too familiar with where he goes like, no, it's fine. Just go back to studying. We'll talk about it later. I'm cool. It's cool. It's good. We're good. We're good. We're okay. So Connie goes and Steven flops back into the, the, the sand and then he turns pink and his density goes up and he like sits in a fucking, um, hole crying for a while. Uh, when he gets out of the hole, Garnet is there and he's like, why the fuck did you let me do this? And Garnet's like, yeah, you really shouldn't talk to, uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Those two are not good advice for this. And he's like, well, why didn't you talk me out of it? And she's like, there was no future where you didn't do this, my dude. And Steven is extremely upset. Um, he makes some ag- he makes some kind of like offhanded accusations about Garnet. This is kind of half Garnet's fault by being basically a perfect relationship. Uh, and he goes to eat the cake, um, crying into his cake. Garnet sitting there with him as the uh, we star wipe the end. What a yep. fucking episode of television this is. Oh, boy. I had to take a lap. Uh, (laughs) You really do. Like, it's like watching. It's a slow motion car wreck. Yeah. Because, like, there's no way. Even when it first starts, there's there's a part of you in the back of your brain that goes, there's no way Connie's going to say yes to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it was, I had to pause when Steven was getting the cake. I had mm-hmm. to pause and go <laughs> walk around uh, and then come back to it because, oh my God. Oh my God. It's so, it's so well paced. Like you just, you see it coming and he's got such a firm belief that it's going to go well. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a lot. Um I did deeply enjoy the way that they chose to underscore that Ruby and Sapphire do they they do choose to be their own people some of the time and they have interests outside of each other mm-hmm. and as much as they love being garnet they can't always be garnet and that's fine right and they're it's building off of the whole reason why they even did like the marriage thing at the end of the, the previous season mm-hmm. like it's very good it, like it shows well also like they're very cute in their little like ruby and her little like scout outfit and then garnet and i guess like a garnet wearing that scout outfit before unfusing <laughs> into ruby and yeah. sapphire <laughs> yeah it was very cute like listen ruby and sapphire they're adorable together i love them quite a bit fuck them this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they they really do want what's best for Steven, but also they they're just they're just too hope hopelessly enamored with each other to be able to see that different people would do would and should and could do different things than they did. Yeah. 
Um, do you think Steven did still get that that proposal merit badge? I mean, he did do the thing. It just oh. wasn't successful. <laughs> I think he would have burst into tears if Ruby tried to hand it to him. <laughs> um, the everything from him picking her up with Lion is real. Like it's so nice. Like it's this is what I'm talking about. Like there's no ambiguity once we hit this episode about what their their relationship is. You know. Yeah. You don't walk you don't walk along the beach in the middle of the night holding hands with your best friend. Uh not in this way. Not in the way that the like the visual storytelling of this is like this is purely romantic. I I don't know. I I feel like there's there's room in here for for a queer platonic interpretation. Like, I don't know. It's. There's. There's more ways to be committed to a person and wanting to spend your life with a person than just a romantic relationship. And I think there's room for interpreting their relationship in that way. I mean, now. That's I, that's fair, but I don't I don't feel like the visual storytelling of the episode is saying that. Like the from the color palette to the way that the little picnic is w- laid out, like to all of the blushing. That's fair. Because there's so know. many flowers. <laughs> There are there are a lot of what color were the flowers? Orange and white. I'm looking at a screenshot of it right now. Okay. Um. Uh, also, might I say that the character designs for Stephen and Connie in this particular episode really good. They're both very good look. Like they're both very cute. Yes. Um, I like Stephen in his little blazer and shirt, like. He looks good. Like, it's a good look for him. Yeah. And sandals. Mm -hmm. Flip-flops. Because he always wears flip-flops. Um. The song is also really cute. Like, it's a really cute song. If it weren't leading to the, like, the the most soul-crushing moment in all of cartoons. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Like, things that hit you, like... This may dethrone um, the dog from Futurama as the most heartbreaking moment in all of cartoondom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I'm gl- like the thing is, I'm glad that they do this in this way. Like it's. Because this is a show that's aimed at an audience that is whatever age Stephen is. Mm-hmm. And this is a great, like, you can be very, very much committed to somebody, even at this age, you know. Um, and there's a lot of, like, there is a lot of external pressure when you're you're around the 16, 17 years old that you've got to fucking have your shit figured out. 
and this is part of that like the like you are old enough to make adult decisions but you don't necessarily have the tools to make all of those adult decisions correctly (laughs) yeah and watching steven royally fuck up here is very good to give like and and, like the way that connie like lets him down easy like i do like that they paint that connie is just like oh like is horrified like not just shocked but like there is a look of like fear and uh recoil on her face when they cut from steven hitting the knee to her yeah that is great because of course connie would react that way she is Connie Maheshwar, future president of the world. <laughs> She's not going to get married at 15. <laughs> but she, like, lets him down easy. Like, she makes it... She is 100%, like, going to be committed to, like... Once she gets over the initial shock, she's committed to taking care of Steven in this moment, you know, because she knows that this is going to hurt him because she knows Steven, like a a kid who loves weddings more than anybody else in the world. You know what? That that reminds me. I did. I didn't think about it at the time, but I I remember now encountering some discourse about this episode on Tumblr uh, or on the internet. It may have been on Twitter um, about the way that, you know, Connie had to take care of Steven's feelings, even though Steven was the one who fucked up. And man, now that I'm remembering that discourse, I'm just like, what's it like to have the wrongest take on the internet? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's not what happens here. He's not, like, Steven's in a bad place. Like, it's very obvious from this season, Steven is not doing good. (laughs) And he's doing a pretty decent, he's doing a decent enough job of hiding it from the people he cares about, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, he's not doing well. People who are doing well don't do this, you know? No. And... Of course Connie's going to take care of him because she cares about him, that she loves him. And she knows that, like, she, it's very obvious to, like, Connie that something the fuck is up with Steven. Um, She just doesn't know what because he hasn't told her and, you know, she's not fucking clairvoyant, you know? Yeah, and once again, Steven just, like, Matrix bullet time dodges all attempts at trying to you know get him to talk about what's what's actually going on nothing nothing is more heart-wrenching than that the change in posture that steven takes once that alarm goes off like it kicks his brain in he just like relaxes and puts his hands in his pockets and he puts on a smile uh in a way that i am very familiar with doing uh, I'm just being like, no, it's fine. I'm good. No, it's okay. We'll talk about it later. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like, holy shit. The ant, like, this has been a fairly up and down season, but goddamn, they have found the groove, and that groove is pain. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think people are, like, again, like that comment 
really makes me think that, like, people don't... I feel like the Steven Universe fandom doesn't, like, generally... Like, I know that Future is not like well-liked amongst, like, the broader fandom. Um, but not for, like, the reasons, like, I would say that it... It, like it's obvious it's not my favorite season of steven universe but it's almost my favorite favorite season season of steven universe like it's because it's up and down in the first half if it was like this consistent from like episode one forward this would be like the best episode of cart like the best season of any cartoon show <laughs> it should have only been half as long is probably what actually needed to happen yeah it should have been a mini series yeah it should have just been like 10 episodes or some shit like that um, though also, like, if you look at the writing room, we see more, we see more writers who were writing on season one or, uh, on the main series in the back half of future. So maybe they were just on different prod, like they had, you know, moved on from Steven universe cause they had gotten canceled and then maybe came back and like, that's. That could be something that goes along with it. I don't know. Like you have more people who yeah. are more familiar with the with the care, like have like this deep familiarity with the characters. I don't know. I haven't read much about like what the production was like on Steven Universe Future. I don't know if that information is out there. Um, But yeah, like. I don't think that the, the fandom was prepared for Steven to be wrong like for pretty much this entire season yeah i think that's fair to say but it's very fascinating to watch somebody who had to be the reliable one for that whole time just eventually you can only like you can only carry a weight for so long eventually you fall apart and it's very I find it personally very compelling to watch the like to watch the hero fall down in a just like a bone crushingly real way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I do deeply enjoy the the kind of stories that pick up after the the world shaking events and show like the the kind of reactions to that sort of trauma. Right. Um, That's why secretly you know. season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the best season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Comment in our Discord um, if you want me and August to go there. <laughs> I'd have to rewatch. I, w- I would have to rewatch seasons five and six. No, to just go go with your gut, again. August. No, I don't. I don't want to just be like it's bad and you should feel bad because I I want to have actual like examples of why the writing on that season was shit. Now, I- the concept of that season could have been great. I feel like season six was, is probably, okay, it's not the best. It's like, I really like it. I feel like it's underrated. Especially because season seven is legitimately just like not very good. Yeah, season seven isn't good. 
Season six had a great concept and I was deeply frustrated by what I viewed as very poor execution. I feel like and I can pinpoint I can pinpoint the writer that I think is the problem and it was Marty Noxon. Oh, I was gonna say um, his name she, is Joss Whedon. <laughs> I mean Joss Whedon in general is just a shit heel, mm-hmm. but everything that Marty Noxon touched was awful. Like it's it's really it it's fascinating to me that even as somebody who's not particularly savvy in the production of TV shows, I could easily pinpoint I could, you know, pinpoint ah, this one writer is the problem. Yeah. I mean, arguably Buffy should have ended at season five, and then everything they were gonna like all of the good concepts that they had for season six should just happened in Angel. Like, they could have gotten away with, like, having half of a season of Angel dealing with the fallout from that. Because, of course, he would de- be dealing with the fallout from that. He's Angel. You know what I mean? hmm But, anyways. This show. Yes. Not. Yes. <laughs> what if. Not Buffy, What if after not we Degrassi. get done with the, uh, the Owl House, August? <laughs> what if. No. No. <laughs> I can't go back there. <laughs> Comment in the Discord, guys. That's like asking me to read Homestuck for this again. I can't. I can't do this. I can't. Um, what if we watched Angel? I, I no. I I I have a difficult time watching a show that I don't enjoy the title character for, and I don't particularly care for Angel. Oh, that's fair. He is not the he is the worst character on his own show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the gag at the end of Garnet being like, you know, you're not going to feel any better if you eat that whole cake and Stephen being like, I'm going to do it anyway while stuffing his face is a very good gag to end the episode on. Yeah. I mean, I also like the like being like, why didn't Garnet save him? She's like, because he was going to do it. Like, there's no future where he didn't get excited about this because that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like that, like, it is interesting that like. I think, you know, Garnet seemingly willfully not looking into Steven's future so he can experience things like because we had this this same issue came up with the like episode where the lightning where Gar like um with the future vision like it very much seems like Garnet has like intentionally stopped looking into Steven's future to allow him to like kind of grow on his own. Yeah. Sometimes you've just got to, you know, fuck around and find out. Like, that's part of growing up. Right, exactly. Like, you, sometimes you have to fail so you can know what to do with failure. Yeah. But yeah, fucking one, like, this is the most, like, even, I've watched this episode a number of times, even already, and every time I'm just like, I gotta, like, you just kind of gotta pause the episode and just, like, take a lap. You're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, they load this gun heavy. Um, let's go. We actually have questions. We're gonna remember this time we did it. Good for you and me, August. Yes. It Although really, it was it was less our intervention and more the intervention of our of our dear listeners who <laughs> remembered for us. It's true. Um. Uh, Sean, um, 
in our Discord posted this really great art of, like, Bismuth and Pearl being uh, Karens and hoarding toilet paper. It's very cute. It is By very an artist cute. named Vega, at Vega on Twitter, if your Twitter is working, where mine is not. Um, and uh, Sean's saying, also, Peridot is the first person to actually respond appropriately to what Steven is dealing with. I would say that, like, I a yes, true. Um, but also, she's the only one to have seen unfiltered what Steven is going through. Because even in um, Prickly Pear, it's not very apparent to the gems what the fuck that was. And if Steven doesn't tell them, they can't do it. You know, they can only act on the information that they have. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think it's partially like... Like, Steven is a person um, who is very good at the compartmentalizing, like, in, in, in pretending enough that he's okay enough to, like, be able to, like, smooth over a situation. We see it in this episode where he, like, changes his whole posture. He's like, no, it's fine. And it's believably, like, if you're in that moment, you would believe that he's fine, you know? We yeah. don't as the audience because we're, you know, functionally inside of his head, but, like... You can see why Connie is like, okay, and maybe Connie's thinking, well, maybe he just wants space. You know, this is like, this was a lot. Maybe I just need to give him some space, you know? I don't think that's a bad instinct on her part. Um, let's see. Um, Izzy says, uh. Uh, so bismuth, huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and then okay, but seriously, the way Pearl has just decided being friends with humans is a thing that she can and will get a good grade in. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I love the way that yes. that is phrased. Can can will and seemingly does get a good grade in being uh, friends with humans. Um. It is evidently a normal thing to want and possible to achieve. The I can no longer comment on Izzy's comments. Izzy's low key. Uh, August just kind of d- don't unspoiler anything Izzy wrote. Um, okay. <laughs> um, Izzy's just kind of apparently Izzy's never seen uh, Future and is like sort of like lo- blogging through it because it gets it gets real bad. August. Um, uh, Philo comments that they're just not doing future because uh, they're far too pretty and depressed, and this is true. Um, that's fair. I, I can... mean, it's rude. It's rude to say that it's true that she's too depressed. That's she said it. So I didn't rude. say it. <laughs> you agreed with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking Philo at the word. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. I can also see uh, why you wouldn't like why. If you're not a, a wackadoo like me who has watched the future multiple times, I love sad shit. That's also the a, a true thing about me. I watch depressing shit uh, on repeat. My fate, like some of my favorite movies are like Blade Runner 2049, like a fucking neon drenched nihilistic masterpiece. <laughs> like, um, I like things with sad endings. That's me. Um, 
let's see, Sean also said, that uh, it's nice to see uh, the gyms actually respond appropriately to what Steven is going through. Um, instead of waiting for him to develop the ability to reach out. I don't know if that is, is that referred to, I'm a little confused about that. Um, but also very proud of Peridot for handling the situation perfectly. Even before she knew full the extent of it, she tried to back off. As soon as she saw that Steven was, it was negatively affecting Steven. That's true. Like she was like, yeah. listen, you're too invested in this. It's like, you know, let let let's chill. You know, I got to get back to work anyways. And then Steven was like, no, God, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So, yeah, you can come and comment uh, in our discord. I've pitched it multiple times as I try to log into Twitter. Uh, <laughs> watching this the hell site break on me, but I need the bird. I need my fix of the bird. Um, the login screen is just, oh my God, it's really bad. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've heard from other channels that Twitter is just borked for, for large swaths of people. So it's not just you. Oh, good. I'm glad Elon hasn't come for me directly. Uh, I would fight him in a fucking Waffle House parking lot and win. <laughs> um, yeah. I want it more than he does, frankly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so next time we are covering episodes 14, 15, and 16, Growing Pains, Mr. Universe, and Fragments. This is our penultimate episode of Steven Universe Future. Um... We probably need to think of some, like, big kick. I don't know what we should, like, what kind of shit we should shoot about uh, in the finale finale. Because uh, we ranked everything. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We need to, like, throw Bluebird, I guess, on the, the fusion rank list, I guess. I guess. I guess. She's not very high. <laughs> no. Um. We have a couple of songs, like in particular this one. But honestly, this one is the only one that that I would rank pretty highly. The rest of them, I'm having a hard time even remembering them. Like, yeah, I like the Why So Blue song uh, that Lapis sings, but I just kind of like Lapis's voice actor. I think she's got a nice voice. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, give us some ideas if you want to see us do some shit. Um, if there's something that we didn't cover in our last one, give us a give us a holler. Um. Or if you want to peer pressure August into watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer after we get done with the Owl House, uh. <laughs> no, you promised me. You promised me Utena. <laughs> What if what if we do an unhinged format August where we watch one episode of Utena and then one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Fucking Christ. <laughs> um but coming up we will be watching the last like after we get done with Steven Universe Future, 
we will be watching um, the last Evangelion movie, Neogenesis Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. You cannot whatever. I don't know. I don't remember the titles too fucking long. <laughs> um, and then we're going to watch the Owl House. Um, f- finishing up Steven Universe just in time because HBO Max and Dis- or in Discovery Plus or whatever are, sp- are set to like form a new streaming service that I do not want. <laughs> so. Also, it seems like they're going to charge me more for, like, less, and I don't want that, frankly. Which sucks, because I like yeah. a- HBO Max is the only streaming service I pay for where I'm like, I like this. Like, it's got good stuff. It's got a lot of shit I like to watch. It gave me The Matrix for free last year. Ugh. <sighs> anyways media is a hellscape truly um anything coming up august uh when does this come out next week next week uh-huh so yeah um as of the time that y'all will hear this ftl has embarked on its newest journey which is going to be follow the leader presents uh, Pathfinder, we're doing a little mini campaign uh, with Zachary GMing um, and a bunch of all new characters. Uh, also, Anya is there. Um, I love Anya's character very much. Um, you will hopefully have heard it, but if not, go listen. I know it's not what we usually do. We decided we wanted to take a break from the usual Branch out, spread oh, uh, our, you know, stretch our legs a little. That reminds me, uh, I was talking with Joan, and Joan gave me like a whole list of indie wrestlers <laughs> you could possibly reach out to for guests. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, hopefully we can get Joan and Mission Control back on for the Owl House. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, good times. Good times are being had by all. Hopefully also you dear listener um over in roomware potland uh we're about to start like it took last week i took this week off um i'm gonna try might take next week off too uh (laughs) this time this particular two weeks is like not great for my ability to edit the podcast um yeah fair but we we're gonna get into like a, a group like a you know main cast um thing that is extreme like ends in the most cinematic way that like the most TV way I've ever ended a fucking show and it's very good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but that is it. Uh, the fucking train is a rolling, y'all. In August, you've got to prepare. Shit does not get better from here. This is the bet like. This is the nicest that it's going to be for Steven for the next seven episodes. Awesome. <laughs> um, oh, boy. So, uh, oh, that's right. I was like, whose turn was it last time? It wasn't. It was Joan's turn. Joan and Mission Control did it. Um, yep. Why don't you go ahead and do it? All right. Uh 
Dear listeners, I encourage you to be like Cookie Cat and have your family leave you behind this time. <laughs> Peace. Peace.